Welcome to Opinionated with Dave Doc Rogers. I'm Dave Doc Rogers, and this is my podcast. I write, I talk, I spill the beans. Hopefully, I give you something about which to think. I'm an artist, an author, a poet, and a preacher. I am a Christian, a husband, a dad, political, and a fiscal conservative, and I'm opinionated. Today's subject is something that I wrote uh, about 12 years ago. It's called The Marketing of an American President. It was around 2008, uh, so let me just kind of date this for you. It's the uh, election year, and it's uh, President Bush's end of his term, and so we have new candidates coming. So you have to think back to what happened back then, and I'm just going to share with you here what I wrote then. Uh, Here we go. It's 2008 in the year of our Lord. Unless that offends you, then it's CE or common error instead of Anno Domini, the year of the dominion of the Lord Jesus. Unless that offends you. You see, I'm never quite sure what is PC anymore, you know, politically correct. Uh, I used to think PC meant personal computer, but that's not PC anymore. Well, to the point then, shall we? It's 2008 in the U.S. of A. This means about one-sixth of the population will respond to civic marketing, wait in line, click a button, or flip a switch, or punch a card, and succumb to the firm belief and hope that they really did know what they were doing when they clicked or toggled or punched. Over 80% of the population will sit idly by and watch. If they are like most of these polled and my extremely unscientific polling process, they really had no clue who or what anyone really stood for. They just believed this guy and everyone in that party because, you know, they clicked that all button. Was it worth the effort to even get up that day? And that is the state of most Americans at the voting booth. Carol, Standy, Machine, whatever it is nowadays. I have watched with interest 11 elections at the time of this writing, which after counting them and writing, this kind of makes me feel old, not not too old. I've been alive for only 12. 11 presidential elections, the big whoop-de-doo on the television that fills up the prime time slots with news, events, debates, and discussions about what was said at any time by the candidates for the lofty office of President of the United States of America purportedly the most powerful position in the world, according to news pundits in New York, Atlanta, Chicago, and L.A. However, Paris, Moscow, London, Berlin, Beijing, Mumbai, and elsewhere may disagree with that statement. Pasty-faced power boys from around the country, backed by power brokers and those who want to be. Even fresh-faced outsiders are lulled into the game at the promise of becoming a PTB. Uh, one of the powers that be later in life. Those that do not play or, well, they're not reelected. Then change. It was the 80s. New promises made that dwindled as great a great man dwindled. The 90s were about lies and a new country, a new century about deception and looking for deceivers. At two Brute, in 2008, it is better to bury Caesar than to praise him. Defile him, too, while you're at it, Cassius. Watching the U.S. news, those news shows, 
lately reminds me of Orwell's book, 1984. Side note, I, I read it in 1984. I thought it was funny. Uh, punny, maybe. Near the end of the story, I'm not giving anything away here, the television kept repeating the same deception that it always did. Our hero, after being fully reintroduced into society, sits watching the news. He says to himself, if they lose just one battle, then I will never give in. But the next scene is him cheering the victory, a great victory of their lives. How like news today. It is sad to watch, really. The psychological indoctrination is so subtle as to go unnoticed unless you're looking for it. CBS News with Katie has a panel of undecided voters for a post-speech review. After careful screening of the audience, uh, she allowed, is allowed to steer the conversation quite well. She deliberates on those that have positive views of one candidate while tossing out a question to see if anyone had an opinion on the other candidate. Who is she fooling? Apparently most. I, have, I haven't heard anyone decry such outlandish one-sided journalism. Oh, she did have one person speak on behalf of the other candidate. It was negative. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Tell us who you vote for. Now we go to ABC. I used to like that network. I mean, American Broadcasting Company. Great name if you're from America. However, good news reporting and even jur journalism have gone away to glitz and flash story making. I love their most recent post-debate panel. No one was for one candidate and everyone was for the other. From the news anchor all the way through the political experts, they practically gushed over their favorite candidate and lambasted the other. You would nearly think the guy must have been a criminal. Surprise, surprise, when one candidate receives a lower grade, but their favored one, just to make it close, gets a grade overall slightly higher. I mean, who do you think they're fooling when George S., the former guy working in the White House who was given a cush job by the pro-Dem party, uh, the party news uh, leaders, is doing the political analysis. Whatever. If you believe that was fair and balanced, go downtown Manhattan and play three-card Monty. Your chances are better at getting a fair deal. Oh, and fair and balanced news network? They aren't really. If you gloss to one side or the other, then you aren't fair and you aren't balanced. CNN, the news according to Ted Turner. I stopped watching them a long time ago. I'm disappointed at televised news and web news. I stopped reading printed news a long time ago. When you see pictures of one candidate in a darkened picture looking around at waving banners that you can't read and you see the other candidate, Standing in front of a podium, slogan clearly visible, smiling and fetchingly uh, right hand pointed outward, which happens to be at the other candidate, and the slogan talks about change. It should be obvious this photo was a setup, but no one said anything about that bit of news manipulation. That was on the web at MSNBC until the debate that evening. I went to get a copy of the picture. And it had been changed already. Too bad, because I wanted to keep that. Channel 23 in the TV series Max Headroom was discovered to be advertising via Blipferts, which they determined later to be bad because certain couch potato types would explode. They were using their tech to manipulate the audience into buying what they wanted. We go back to Orwell now.
They too were controlling a demographic through repetition as if true. If all you hear is one thing and there is no counter to it, then eventually you can program someone, several someones, to believe whatever it is you want them to believe. Karl Marx said as much in regards to the youth of a nation. I have no doubts. Like Lincoln, Obama began with good intentions, a political journey. But Obama will find that he owes so much, so much for, so many for so much for deals and done in his name and for him that he will not be able to accomplish anything should he obtain the needed electoral votes. It won't necessarily be the will of the people or even the masses. It will have been the very slick and subversive marketing of the controllers of the information highway. W.R. Hearst had no idea, my opinion, what he had wrought when he went about journalism with a new approach, sensationalism. It sold. It also fomented. Mock journalism became accepted over literary truth. Then others discovered that if you controlled the information highway, you controlled the minds of a populace. With a great affinity, Hitler, Lenin, Mao, and Mussolini converted the masses to their way of thought. The, throg, the frog was slowly boiled. I might explain that later. To great detriment to those societies did the infusion of their thought overcome the thinking of the individual, and the individual was replaced by the masses and their puppet masters. Oh, to play God and not be. The marketing of an American president is an insidious process. First, you have to manufacture a candidate. He has to be a certain heroic mix. He has to come from power of subservient to it. He has to understand it, to have tasted it. He has to be of a certain educational background, the best schools. He has to be sponsored, mentored in the right direction. He has to be flawed, but not too greatly. He has to be trained to conduct himself so as to be seen correctly in the correct way in the correct environments. He will get a publicist. He has to be seen with the right people doing just enough to keep being seen with the right people. His speeches are tailored and well-timed for maximum impact. He is well-coached and well-rehearsed. He is photogenic. It helps to have your own photographers taking shots you want taken. He is trained to comport himself well under pressure. He appears calmly assured, even a presidential. In print, in press, in electronic media, in stills, he is presented in the best lights and backgrounds for his complexion, ethnicity, and agenda. In moving media, he is always presented in calm, presidential assurance, speaking clearly and on topic. Comparative media is always presented in bright surroundings and candid joy. His opponents are in dark, disturbing, or awkward environments with facial expressions that run the gamut of emotions as long as they express a negative countenance. Those with the power to do so, controllers of the information highway, steer oh so subtly the minds, hearts, and emotions away from those things that do not, that they do not like, toward the things they want the numbed populace to see. It's the art of Copperfield and Houdini. Get them to look at what you want them to see while they are doing something else you do not want them to see. And it is more insidious than that. There are some out there who fully believe that they can do what they do 
because they can, and there is no one who sees it or empowered to stop it. It all has plausible deniability. I didn't know that was going on, Mr. Chairman. I have no knowledge of that, Mr. Chairman. The Info Highway loves that stuff. It's less than five seconds and can be repeated easily on the web or in 15-second news highlight commercials. So, unless honest media returns to the USA and otherwise intelligent Americans become benumbed by all the subliminal imagery and messaging, number 44 can only be Obama. U.S. citizenry will not have participated in an election of one who is to preside over the executive branch of the U.S. government. No, the U.S. citizenry will have fallen prey to mass media experimentation and mass population thought control, and it will have worked. Now, as to who is better, McCain or Obama, sorted alphabetically and not preferentially, I do not know and would not say so here. McCain will fight and lose to a Congress that is entrenched along party lines and will not work with him because he is old. He may even die in office, uh, which will put her in office. Is McCain the maverick? And 500 other reasons that uh, require asking MCs and senators for their real opinion. Not going to happen. Internationally, he will be stymied and, and nothing will be accomplished. It might as well have been Wilson and Roosevelt pre-World War II for all of his effectiveness. Obama will be touted as a hero of civil rights in action right up to the point he starts thinking for himself instead of those who put him there. Then he will serve four years and is heard of no more. If he pays, repays those who put him there, put him in his place, then he will have three years of glory, three years of easy appointments, especially judges that are friendly to certain causes and bulwarks against others. Even if it is legislation from the bench, the people will not matter. Internationally, everyone who is anyone or wants to be seen as anyone will clamor to talk to this golden anointed son of America. What looks good for primetime info highway will not be in reality, however. More will be harmed than helped. Military exacerbations will rise to the point of war, and then the next POTUS will have to throw his or her arms up in the air in frustration or prayer. They won't say which. In my years of selling and working with and observing market and marketing, sometimes the hyped expectation doesn't live up to the reality of ownership. The MCs, the members of Congress, won't impeach because the institution it represents, so whichever choice you end up with in 2008, Ensure you sought out real information to support your 1 to 300 million person vote. Because if you don't know what you're doing, those in power will only be too glad to ensure you do what they want you to do. Done. Okay, that was written in 2008. That was before the elections. That's back when they were just talking uh, back and forth about debates. As we know, historically here in the year 2020, that uh, Barack Obama became president of the United States, and he actually followed along what I kind of predicted there, that he would have uh, a season in the sun, and then he would have difficulty after that, and which he did. And uh, the next candidate, well, he was a surprise to everyone, wasn't he? 
that Donald Trump won the election. And that's mainly because he had his own marketing team and he went after it with his uh, the way Donald Trump has done everything. Now, I'm not promoting Donald Trump in this piece here. I'm just telling you how things were done differently in 2020 and uh, 2016. And here it is in 2020. He's doing the same. So there you go. There you have it. That was my opinion. And that was a piece that I wrote in 2008. Thank you for listening and joining today. If you liked what you heard, share this podcast with family and friends and social media. If you did not like what you heard, well, share this podcast with family, friends, and social media anyway. You can find me, Dave Doc Rogers, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and various podcast services. Consider being a sponsor of my podcast, Opinionated with Dave Doc Rogers. Your support helps me afford the tools and editors to keep this going. Click on the links to help uh, also, or it helps, or so I'm told. Uh, This is Dave Doc Rogers saying goodbye for now. Your rights end where someone else's begins. Your opinion matters. Just don't force anyone to listen to it if they don't want to listen. Thank you. Friends, be well, be blessed, be prosperous, and have a great day in Jesus' name. I told you I was a preacher after all. God bless you. Bye.